Hello, fellow travelers. Welcome to the Tavern Hunter podcast. Today on the show, we have illustrator Claudia Kangini. You may know Hello. her. We may know her from her work uh, from such role-playing games as Night Witches by Bully Pulpit Games, or uh, Thousand and One Nights by Lumpley Games, or from her web comic The Witch of Stonebridge Falls. Claudia, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. All right, so let's go ahead and get into it. You are. I mean, you're a well-established working artist in many respects. You seem to be in, in high demand in the role-playing game world. Uh, but let's go to the beginning. What is your background as an artist? Uh, well, uh, thank you, first of all. I, I will take your word on that. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, so my background uh, as an artist, I uh, basically started drawing as soon as I was able to or the crayon in hand and always loved uh, it since I was a child. Uh, being an art miss, artist was my dream job. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, I was surrounded by family, teachers, uh, uh, and uh, my ex-husband and everybody t- telling me I couldn't make a living of this. Uh, I needed a real job. Uh, not, this couldn't be my uh, full-time job. So. Um, I spent um, a long time trying to find uh, any art adjacent work uh, I could, like uh, um, lettering, westernization of manga, uh, working in publishing of manga and anime, in publishing of uh, RPGs. And um, finally, I find myself in a situation where uh, after separating from my, from my ex-husband, I was uh, without a job. And I decided to try and become an artist uh, full time. Luckily, I managed to find uh, some commissions, and uh, from there, I worked steadily up to now. Uh, it also helped a lot that I uh, had a partner supporting me in this, telling me I could make it for a change. It was nice. <laughs> uh, as uh, so, I don't have a formal education, obviously. Um, everything I know, I learned uh, observing uh, other artists and stealing from them everything I could. I have a huge love for uh, manga and anime, and I think it shows uh, in my art, mm-hmm. uh, but also from for Western uh, artists. Uh, there are many I admire. So this is uh, <laughs> how I became the artist I am today. I think that's very amazing that you, you have no formal training. Um, that's, you are self-taught in the best way possible. You mentioned, uh, some RPGs. Are you doing much gaming these days or, uh, is your artwork keeping you a little too busy? Unfortunately, I am not uh, doing, uh, uh, gaming these days, uh, for, um, a series of circumstances. Um, I moved to Spain from Italy in 2018. And uh, I was just starting to know some some people. Then uh, the uh, notorious pandemic <laughs> happened. Yeah. So of course uh, lockdown. And uh, um, earlier I was quite active in the Italian RPG scene, but uh, um, after my separation, uh, I really didn't didn't really feel at ease uh, there. So. I was quite uh, out of the out of the scene for a while. Yeah, that makes sense. I think the COVID interrupted pretty much everyone's uh, campaign, so that that makes sense. 
Um, is that so you you were you said you were involved in kind of the RPG RPG scene in Italy? Is that how you kind of connected with so many RPG publishers and started doing art for them? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah, that was basically. I was working in the um, Italian editions of mm-hmm. uh, many games. Uh, also, when if you remember, there was the Forge uh, and. Uh, uh, when Google Plus was a thing, uh, mm-hmm. I was quite active there, and so I get, got to know many people in this way. Yeah, we all miss Google Plus. I don't, I don't think the uh, RPG scene found a home after Google Plus shut down. I remember those days. Also, Discord is horrible, may I say it. <laughs> it's all, I hate it. I hate it. Uh, passion. Don't say that, you'll anger the nerds. Uh, <sighs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely not the same as Google Plus, though. Uh, you have been doing. I'm I'm quite partial to your work because for anyone who doesn't know, uh, Claudia is is currently working on our game called The Broken Cask, which is uh, a game about running your own inn and tavern. Uh, should be done next month or so, and um, you've done a very good job of capturing um, the the cozy tavern feeling. So what elements do you think, as an artist, uh, do a tavern or really any imaginative space, what does it have to have to feel especially cozy or to hit the right feeling? Well, I hope I understand your uh, question correctly. If uh, we are talking from an aesthetic point of view, I uh, think uh, stuff like uh, uh, warm lights, uh, like from preferably from fires, like candles or earths, uh, will be very, will give a very cozy atmosphere and uh, um, some kind of comfortable seating arrangement, not too much noise, uh, and things like that. As if we are talking from a vibe point of view, I think uh, uh, a place where uh, when you um, get in, it's not like everybody ignores you and is just busy with his own group, but they are available to interact with mm-hmm. you in some way. You are feel, made feel welcome. Yeah, that makes a lot this of sense. Is... Yeah, no, you, you, yeah, that's exactly what I was asking. And um, if you haven't yet, make sure, listeners, you check out her um, Instagram and, and Twitter because she's been posting some images from Broken Cask. And you, you talked about people interacting and how that really establishes the feeling. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think a lot of the pictures you've done of people like toasting and dancing, that's you, you hit it in that sense. Um, and, and speaking of which, those pictures that you're doing for our game, The Broken Cast, they're very original. But were there any specific inspirations behind any of the pieces? Thanks. Uh, well, um, more than a specific inspiration, I will say that I went with uh, the thing I love uh, to put uh, in. I always love to put this kind of stuff in my images like uh, um I love subverting tropes. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is why I choose, chose to uh, have, uh, uh, you know, dwarves are usually depicted as very serious, um, mm-hmm. even grim. Uh, and I gave them some artistic uh, jobs like dancer of, uh, or uh, bard. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had uh, a troll doing something that required uh, to be very smart, like uh, reading cards and possibly conning someone uh, and uh, I'd like to, to subvert tropes this way. Also, I love to put a variety of uh, body types uh, and mm-hmm. phenotypes uh, and have, uh, every kind of uh, relationship. 
And I would say, um, most of all, I love uh, um, to depict uh, these uh, little interactions between characters that can uh, kind of be like micro stories for uh, mm. uh, the person who watches those. They can uh, think of uh, what's the story between these people, what is happening, what the relationship. This is what I, I try to do with my pictures. So take the, the typical fantasy thing and then yeah. just kind of turn it around a little bit. Yeah, I'll be. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I noticed that too because, yeah, you, you got the, the, the dwarvish belly dancer in one of the images. Uh, I like that too. So you said that um, part of it is the reader will, will look at the image and that will maybe spark some of their own stories, get their own stories Hopefully. going. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's great. Uh, so among those traditional tropes and fantasy images uh, that you like to subvert a little bit, uh, what are maybe some some favorite uh, fantasy worlds of yours, either traditional or, or non-traditional? Uh, I am totally partial to Discord, I must admit. Mm -hmm. I would love to visit it, uh, possibly to meet uh, the very interesting people mm -hmm. that live there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, but if I should choose a place to like uh, stay a long time or live in permanently, I probably would choose my own comic and this is not self-celebratory as it may appear but it's just <laughs> logical because i put in that uh, setting all the things i like of course it's mine so mm -hmm. <laughs> i put everything i love uh, there also it's a project born in the mid of the pandemic lockdown so mm -hmm. it was it's a very self-indulgent <laughs> thing tell us a little bit more about that because i've only read the first few panels tell us a little bit more about your comic and uh some of the some of those things that you love that you put into it Ah, well, um, it's a um, fantasy, um, very uh, low, the magic is quite low key, I think, not uh, especially spectacular. It's a kind of slice of life thing. And uh, it's about uh, a witch and is a male witch. And uh, this is part of my enjoying the trope reversals, of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would, uh, I, I uh, wanted to uh, have a story um, where the, um, with a very, very um, positive representation of uh, masculinity, because I feel it's something needed uh, in the current narratives. So we don't have enough of that. And um, so this was the, the root of it. And uh, as I said, it was born in a very stressful uh, period, this story. So uh, it's, uh, it has a very wholesome vibes, uh, at least in my intention. Uh, um, it, uh, it's about uh, relationships and getting to know each other and uh, uh, getting uh, over uh, the, 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 the things that uh, everybody uh, has difficulty with. Uh, with the helps of uh, friends and lovers, uh, and uh, it's very worrisome in the main intention. <laughs> um, you, saw, you said that the, the comic kind of came out of the stress of the pandemic. I think for myself too, that's when I really started getting more interested in the tavern theme. So mm. it makes sense to kind of look for, for comfort in those totally times. Totally makes sense. It's isolation. So you think of <laughs> getting together with people. It totally makes sense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, I guess one last question I want to end on is we want to go back to Discworld for a second. I think it's it's interesting that you mentioned that because uh, a friend of mine who actually I, I play Pathfinder with, that's one of her favorites too. And unfortunately, I haven't um, had the pleasure of reading that. But is there 
is that more sci-fi? Is there are there taverns to be found in Discworld? There are some taverns in the in the world of Discworld. Uh, well, um, the Discworld setting is uh, a bit peculiar in the fact that it that it changes through time. If you read the first books uh, uh, Terry Pratchett wrote uh, and the last ones, they are a bit different. The first one are more uh, humoristic and absurd, I would say. The last one are these uh, um, have this awesome balance of uh, uh, telling very serious stories about very serious matters uh, in a totally uh, amusing and entertaining way. I, I don't know how he did it. Uh, he, he was really a genius in this because uh, uh, he wrote books uh, talking about uh, democracy and revolutions oh, and wow. the free press and all very, very serious stuff uh, in a really enjoyable way. Mm. So, so sad we lost him. Already. Yeah, yeah, that's another reason they got me thinking about that because it wasn't that long ago. Uh, but okay, very good. Uh, Claudia Kangini, thank you so much for, for joining us on the show and telling us a little bit about your projects and uh, a little bit about taverns. If you would like to learn a little bit more about Claudia, uh, there are links to her art station, her comic, and various other outlets in the show notes. Uh, Claudia, thank you again. Uh, thank you for having me. Thank you for involving me in this project. It was uh, a joy to work on this. Uh, it was very, very funny, very um, I, I think very the kind of stuff I like to do, and you gave me so much freedom, uh, creative freedom to work with it. With it, it made really a pleasure. <laughs>